What is up, Gen X? Welcome back to the podcast. Boy, what a week. Anything happen? <laughs> yeah, this has been about just, it's crazy of a week as far as things happening in uh, this country. You could ask for, it was wild, it was crazy and sometimes surreal to watch. And we will touch on it as, as best as we can uh, from our pleasant, sunny Gen X perspective. So these capital protests, what in the world happened and what in the world were those idiots thinking? I just, it's, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it and, and understand what in the world was going on. First things first, nothing about what happened during that whole episode was acceptable. Not in this country, not in our free society, not in our democratic republic. Nothing about what happened was okay. There were a lot of people acting a fool. There were a lot of people just losing their minds. And it was really weird and surreal to watch it and weed through the noise that you were getting from social media and and the press. But when you can strip out all of that nonsense, what you were left with was a bunch of people just losing their damn minds and acting like complete idiots and we'll, we'll we'll try to break it down as best i can and from my perspective and what i saw now but first things first there the, are a couple of things about this that are just really frustrating somewhere on the on the spectrum between frustrating and just outright enraging first things first the way the democrats and the media are framing it is predictable, uh, but it's still galling. The way they're predicting it was, this is your typical Trump supporter. Uh, Trump supporter. This is your typical Republican voter. This is how they act. This is the threat that we always known was there. Blah 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 blah. Uh, that it's it's just it's very very predictable. Even though nothing like this at any Trump rally either in 2016 or 2020, nothing approached this, um, which of course begs a lot of questions of its own, which we get to later. But of course, they're framing it that this is what they're up against, and as they clutch their pearls and 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 fight off fainting, this is what they like to frame is what they're up against. Of course, we know better, but that's of course the way. It's being framed. Now to the really just infuriating part. As all of this nonsense was happening, what it disrupted was the certification of the electors around the country voting for Joe Biden, state by state. And they were in the process of... Ultimately, uh, Pence was going to ratify it, but there was going to be a, a procedural vote taking place where there were a series of Republicans, some in the House, some in the Senate, uh, Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, among others, who were going to contest these electors. And in all likelihood, Mike Pence was going to pause and upwards of 10 days before between that that procedural vote and the inauguration of Joe Biden 
there, at least on some level, was going to be a an investigation or some kind of uh, look into all the various voting irregularities that occurred during the 2020 election. Now, whether or not that was going to change the results of it, in, in all honesty, with almost complete certainty, it probably it wasn't going to change anything. You still would have ended up with that process of of plugsy and heels up ending and ending up being sworn in on the twentieth. But there would have been, at least from a procedural sense, some formal documentation that irregularities happened during this past election. Now. What's really, really, really infuriating is that we, now we, because of the timing of when that happened and they were in the process of, of contesting that vote, uh, in the process of that, hap- that happening, these morons stormed into the Capitol, which because of what they were doing, windows being smashed, and, and of course, typical pearl clutching that was going on, on on the left side of the aisle. They evacuated, and re- once things were cleared and order was restored, they weren't going to take that up again. And, of course, they didn't. And the certification happened without that procedure vote taking place, which absolutely just is infuriating. You morons. I, I get what you wanted, but you were not going to get what you wanted. The best that could have happened, what we could have hoped for, is documenting what happened, or at least documenting where the evidence of, of fraud happened. And now it won't happen. Now it's just going to go down into the annals of conspiracy theory and, and any, any contesting of that, any assertion that there were irregularities, you're going to be now a kook and a conspiracy theorist and all that kind of nonsense. But before I get, I get to that, th- this is what these idiots deprived us of, at least on some level, being documented in that procedural vote. And this is where, um, amongst those six battleground states, which, you know, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, all of these, well, with the exception of Arizona, during election day, all of those that were at least close or somewhat leaning towards Trump, and then at some point, they immaculately just all turned in the in then that overnight period, and in the coming days, swung and oh, lo and behold, it all went to uh, to Bugsy and heels up. But. Of course, there are a number of things that were very problematic about that. First things first, in, in, these are the states amongst those six that there is widespread evidence of outright voter fraud in Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, and Wisconsin. And in Michigan and Pennsylvania, there's some evidence of outright voter fraud. Ballot mishandling, widespread evidence in Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Contestable process fouls in widespread evidence in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Equal protection clause violations. There's widespread evidence of that occurring in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. There is widespread evidence of voting machine irregularities in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and some evidence of 
voting machine irregularities in Wisconsin. And of course, there is significant statistical anomalies, widespread evidence in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and Wisconsin. And with the exception of Michigan, Plugsy's margin of victory was less than 100,000 in each of those states. It was 154,000 or so in Michigan. And in Arizona and Georgia, it was 10 to 11,000, just razor thin margins um, in Arizona. But there, there's a pos- possible illegal ballots, over 100,000. In Georgia, possible legal ballots of 400,000. In Nevada, 100,000. In Pennsylvania, 600,000. Margin of victory of 81,000 votes, 600,000. In Wisconsin, 200,000, where margin of victory was, was 20,000. There's ample evidence of all of that happening. Now, in reality, the chances of the ultimate ratification of Pl- of Plugsy being uh, certified as the winner was pr- it was almost certainly it was going to happen. But all of that, all of those, all of that evidence could have been considered. It could have been in the public record. And at least as a follow-up to this train wreck, there could have been some push to have some real, genuine voter law and voter process changes, which is, there have been problems for for quite a while. And this would have at least put us on a track to be able to fix some of that. And now that's just not going to happen. It's just not. If, if you bring it up now, you're going to be a kook. You're going to be a conspiracy theorist. You're going to be a QAnon conspiracy nut or, or whatever. They're, they are going to just lambaste it. And because of what those idiots did, it's just not going to happen. And that is infuriating. Now, being the cynical Gen Xer that I am, it's it makes me think, well, were these all Trump supporters? I don't know. And I, I, there have a number of assertions that this, this was solely Trump supporters. This wasn't Antifa or anything else. And honestly, I don't know where I sit on that. I, there, my gut tells me that it probably wasn't just them, at least some of the, the more violent uh, provocateurs there were probably not. And then there, there are some cases where it's documented that, that, there were some of those that participated that were not uh, Trump supporters, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, but that notwithstanding, the response to all of this nonsense over the past week has just been tough to stomach, uh, particularly from the parts of, obviously, the Democrats and the media. And you know, it's one of those things where it just, if you're, you're a Gen Xer like I am, double standards and hypocrisy, first of all, you can see those things coming from a mile away. And second, it you just can't tolerate that. It, it, as a Gen Xer, there, there are a few things that gets on your skin more than double standards and outright hypocrisy. Particularly, I mean, you have to look, you have to do no more effort than look past the different narratives that you're getting regarding these capital protests from last week versus the summer of rioting across the country from BLM riots to Antifa riots in in even just in Portland and 
in Seattle. I mean, they they set up their their own freaking made up country for Pete's sake, and, and for for months, and they were allowed to do so. And there were prominent Democrat politicians who stood up and said that this was a good thing. I mean, heels up Harris. She herself put was tweeting out funds to to bail these people out who were getting arrested f- from all of these riots. And you had cases in Fort Worth and, and other other cities for, who were arresting these people at the time decided to not press charges whatsoever and just let them be free to go. You had uh, Andrew Cuomo and um, I believe it was Andrew, um, who, no, Chris Cuomo, that, that fool on CNN, amongst other CNN anchors who throughout the summer stood up in front of burning buildings and saying this, they call them most, mostly peaceful protests. Chris Cuomo said, show me where in the constitution it says that protests have to be peaceful. I mean, peaceful assembly is, you don't have to look no further from that, but, but he was, he was floating out that, that these were not riots. These were not violent. They should be allowed to have. In fact, we need to understand where they're coming from. And now all of them are clutching pearls. They're all fainting. And oh, how how could this happen? Oh, catch me, catch me. Just a very different tune that you heard them sing all summer long. And we are not stupid. We remember. And we will hold their feet to the fire. In fact, I'm even old enough to remember in 2011 in Madison, Wisconsin, when over 100,000 Democrat thugs took up residency in the state capitol because they were going to vote on different union laws and and right to work laws in Wisconsin. Of course, that being a big deal in in Cheesehead country, 100,000 took up residence, some armed, and it was fine. It was cool. You had had Democrat legislators from of Wisconsin bail and and seek shelter in secret in in Illinois to avoid a vote on on what was happening. But all of this was it was it was a virtue. It was good. It was a good thing that they stormed the Capitol to make their voices heard. I need to be heard. And it was in the eyes of those that had a big D after their name and those in the press, it was totally fine. In fact, it was a virtue. When Brett Kavanaugh was was uh, his hearings were going to to confirm him for the Supreme Court. You had fools in vagina hats and handmaidens tail outfits taking up inside the Capitol, banging on the chamber walls, demanding to be heard. And they were held up in virtue. That was a good thing. And Trump supporters do anything similar to that. And they are insurrectionists. They're violent. They need to be thrown in jail. They need to be put on no-fly lists and all on down the line. And that double standard, that hypocrisy is galling. It is too much to take. And I, for one, simply won't have it. And it's it's not surprising to see it happen, but I'll at least call them out on it. You guys are fools. You're liars. You're a fraud. You are frauds, and I, for one, and and the, a good bulk of us Gen Xers, we can see it, and you are full of crap. Now, uh, as far as the, the, the fallout of, of, of these riots, or at least a lot of people that you saw in these, in these bizarre videos, some of them undoubtedly, undoubtedly were Trump supporters. 
there are some among they might be Trump supporters, but they are not indicative of your typical uh, right-leaning voter, Republican voter. Um, there were some absolute crazy people. There were certainly some BLM activists. There were certainly some Antifa agitators in their riot gear and helmets and those types of, of things. There are also some opportunist clowns, you know, some who are there for Instagram pics and for TikTok vids and whatever they were trying to do, just, just acting a fool to, to promote themselves and, and get swept up in it. You know, one example, at least as far as BLM goes, John Sullivan um, from Insurgents USA, he was one who, a BLM activist who organized um, BLM riots or, or protests in Provo, Utah over the summer, where in, in, in one case, a driver was shot in, through the driver's window as, as these protests were, quote unquote, were taking place. He was at the, in the chamber when Ashley Babbitt was shot. And he's certainly no Trump supporter. Um, you had that fool who was dressing up like groundskeeper Willie with the, with the buffalo skin and face paint and just that, that bizarre nonsense. I mean, he, he's he's certainly no no Trump supporter. He had the the nutball that he was with with the hammer and sickle tattooed on his on his hand. He's no Trump supporter. And and there are many other cases. Now, again, that's not to say that this was an Antifa riot. That's not to say this was a BLM riot. But it certainly wasn't simply your rank and file Trump supporter that just lost their minds. And the tragic thing of all of this, outside of having us as Americans losing uh, an important procedural vote in what was going to take place uh, in response to this, um, five people died. And that's just tremendously sad and beyond unacceptable. Uh, first, 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 things first, Ashley Babbitt. You've heard her name. Uh, she was the the woman who's a an Air Force vet um, and a Trump supporter, from what I understand. Um, there was a case or one point where you know some people were coming up through the halls of, toward the speaker's chamber, I believe, and they were breaking windows. And at one point, she was climbing up. Almost, it seemed like maybe she was trying to go through the window, and um, she was shot in the neck. She was not armed. Um, she did not appear to be giving anybody on the other side any imminent physical threat. And she was shot and died. Tremendously sad. Now, a couple of things that can be said from that. First things first, she should not have been there. Or, or at least she should not have breached the Capitol. She should not have participated in that. I wish she hadn't. But she certainly, did, certainly didn't deserve to die. Just like uh, Breonna Taylor and and some of those other unarmed folks who were shot and killed over over the spring and summer last year and led to all those protests, they shouldn't have been have have died either. Ashley Babbitt certainly should not have died. The Capitol Hill police who died certainly should not have died. Uh, there, in one case, there seems to be some video evidence where one of one of the officers who died was getting beaten bludgeoned by an American flag. I mean, is, I, I, 
it, it seems to be that 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 was what some of the video shows. I'm not certain of that, but it's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. What were you fools thinking? Um, there, hopefully, there are people trying to defend that and 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 to fight those people off. I mean, there was one video I saw where there were some people in black helmets and 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 armor who were who were up on shoulders and trying to bash open uh, windows and and people were screaming they're antifa get them down we're not antifa and, and we're and and you know tore them down to and, and and got them away and people cheered as they were whisked away I, so i think there were some people who were at least wise enough to understand what was happening in real time and and did their best to prevent it but it's such a shame. It's such a shame that Ashley Babbitt died. It's a shame that the those uh, Capitol Police officers died and, and those others who seem to have died from what I understand, some some health uh, incidents or one girl may have even been trampled to death, which I mean, it's all just terribly sad. None of it should have happened. None of it. Those, those people should be alive today. There is no reason why you know, in this country, the protesting of a vote, any vote, even a vote for president of the United States, that should not result in the death of anybody. It just doesn't. Not in this country. That should not happen. And the fact that that happened is inexcusable. And the price that we're going to pay is that those who supported uh, President Trump and those who do not support anybody with a D behind their name, we are now going to take the blame for all of it. And it's galling. And it's a shame. Um, there are a couple of, of instances that, or at least they're looking into regarding the police response. Um, there, there's going to be a series of investigations, I'm certain, as, as it comes out of this. Who, who knows what will actually come out of it. Um, some are going to be disciplined. There seem to be indications that some Capitol Police, at least they may not have understood at the, the time the gravity of what was going on, but, but they seemed to be showing that they were letting people in. They were taking selfies with people. Um, they are, I believe some of them are on leave and uh, subject to discipline. But we'll, we'll see where where that goes. It's, it's all just, a, it's a tragedy. It's a shame. Um, it, it seems like some police maybe were even told to stand down. And, and it could be because these types of things never led to anything like this. So it may not have thought been necessary to, to ramp it up. Who knows? Um, or it could be that this is exactly what some folks wanted. Who knows? And we'll see where those invest, investigations end up. But the response has been, although predictable, it's uh, pretty scary and chilling. Uh, it seems to be now the Dems are on an all-out press to to impose their will. And it's starting with them to pushing for uh, Vice President Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment and remove Donald Trump from, uh, from office. He, he has mere days to go. But they want their pound of flesh, and so they're trying to push for Pence to remove him. Now, Mike Pence, is, is, at least currently, said that he's not going to do that and, and left Democrats being disappointed. And so now they seem to be pushing for impeachment, which is it's just such a bizarre s- series of events. Um, it, it's all certainly, on some level, a lot of political theater. Uh, a lot of hand-wringing just so, that, so they can have their, their bona fides be made known. 
but it certainly feels like a lot of nonsense. Although one, speaking of nonsense, at one point, from what I understand, uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, has told the military that they need to ignore any orders from the president, which really is equivalent to a military coup. Now, anything going to happen to her? Certainly not, but I mean, people have lost their damn minds. It's not just those who breached the Capitol, but uh, a lot of politicians as well. And it, it's just a surreal thing to watch. Now, one thing I will have to admit, it, it, all of this, the response, gave Plugsy and Heels Up a moment where they could have really elevated themselves. They could have elevate, elevated the tone in our country, they could have really made a difference. But in their attempts to call for unity, they chose to be divisive. Not surprising whatsoever. Um, but, you know, but they both, their remarks devolved into a really bizarre attempt to say, had, had these been um, BLM protesters, there would have been a large police presence, people would have died. I mean, Ashley Babbitt died. Um, they, and in, in these riots all throughout the summer, police were told to stand down and, and people's homes were, were looted and burned. Um, businesses were burned. Um, people were shot and killed and there was no police presence to stop it. And that was held up. And you, you think you're going to tell me that, that the circumstances would have been different? Yeah, they would have been different because they would have been allowed to, to run wild and, and, and seek more destruction. Yeah, you're right, Plugsy. It would have been different, but not in the way that you say. Again, we Gen Xers can spot double standards. We can spot... Uh, hypocrisy from a mile away and you certainly are a hypocrite and he, he continued to then in his ever uh, expanding calls for unity um, said that his one of his first priorities is going to be to help black latino asian native american small businesses and and women-owned small businesses you know there's there's no better way to call for unity than to behave in a completely racist and sexist manner. I, no, I, me being a janitor, I might think differently, but a, a, in Plugsy's world, that's the way to handle it. Um, I mean, this, this is not going to stop. This is, we're only start, starting this trip down the nonsense road, but uh, this is where Plugsy's taken us, and it's, it's going to be something to behold. Um, there's been an aggressive banning of all things Trump uh, from the internet, uh, Twitter, Facebook, predictably, uh, YouTube, PayPal, and the, the dominoes are just going, uh, banning him from the internet. Uh, Parler, which is a alternative and a competitor of Twitter, they have been purged. Um, they were first banned by the Apple Store and the Google, Google Play Store. And then Amazon Web Service dumped them, which effectively just took them offline. So problematic on, on many, many different levels. And, and you hear this really weird and feeble uh, attempt to defend this, saying, well, this is the private sector. This isn't the government doing it. Kind of and kind of not. Uh, first things first, all kinds of antitrust implications here. I mean, you have these uh, large players are cluding together to take out a competitor, to flat out remove a competitor from the marketplace. 
In our country, that's not allowed. And particularly these, these players, and from their operations, from their political donations, and their attempts to silence uh, critics, we have these, these companies that are given special protection under Section 230 in the federal code. They are colluding with government to silence any criticism. That's not all. That's very problematic, not just on the part of these companies, but on the part of the Democrat Party. And for them to push for this, it's pretty brazen. It, it's ballsy, and they're getting away with it, of course. But it's also not legal. We'll see where it goes, um, but it is chilling. I mean, if, if you have ever disagreed with anything the government has done, this should scare you to death. I mean, we are launching full steam ahead into an East German style government where the party and party fidelity is paramount to anything, everything else. And you are either going to be part of the state and agent of the state, or you're going to be swept away. And it is chilling. It's terrifying because there's almost nowhere to run. And you know, they are talking about, uh, you know, you know, truth commissions and, and scrubbing anybody who have ever supported for Trump, voted for Trump, served in his in his cabinet and, and in his campaign to um, not allow them to work and have jobs and to be hired. Uh, I mean, we are full steam ahead into a frightening totalitarian regime. And the, ultimately what it comes down to and the scary, scariest thought of all is this is ultimately not all about Donald Trump. Now, he was the obnoxious windbag, the obnoxious, brash New Yorker who they put a face to with this. But they hate Donald Trump because they hate us. They hate dissent. They hate you. And you think that this is going to stop with an inauguration of Joe Biden? Then you're fooling yourself. You're kidding yourself. I hope I'm wrong. I don't think I am. But we'll see where this goes. But it has been quite a week. It's it's scary. I fear for any of us who have ever dissented and what's going to come of us. But we'll see where it goes. Hopefully we will still have our water cooler to chat and to vent and to, to have find strength in numbers here as, as cynical members of Gen X. But hang in there. Keep working hard, Gen X. We'll see you next time. And above all, stay cool.